Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. This is Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith from Big Blend Radio and Big Blend Magazines on our Big Blend Spirit of America tour of all 401 National Park units. And today we're reporting live from the Rose Tree Museum in Tombstone, Arizona, especially for Rose Chat Radio that airs live and archived on Blog Talk Radio, the world's leader in Internet talk radio. So Rose Chat Radio, boy, do we have a special report for you. We are standing under the world's largest rose tree. And I believe it is a Lady Banksia rose tree. And we're going to learn more because we have Dorothy DeVere, who's the owner of the museum here, as well as the rose tree. Dorothy, it's good to have you on with us. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. <laughs> Nancy, it is really nice and shady here, being in Tombstone in the summer. Well, I have never seen a rose tree like this. Look at the branches of trunk. It's all interwoven. It's huge. And you said, Dorothy, how large is this rose tree? It covers over 9,000 square feet, and it's supported by iron trellises and wooden poles. And the trunk is about 16 feet in circumference round. Wow, and we are, you've got a museum on the site as well, but it actually was a home, right? Exactly, yes, it was a home until 1964. From 1916, actually, it was a boarding house, but the family grew up here, and then eventually the borders disappeared with the loss of the county seat. That was the big thing because of our proximity to the courthouse. The people would come for uh, court hearings and so forth, and they would stay here. It was called the Cochise House in those days. Now, I've got to tell listeners for Rose Chat Radio, we're not getting shot. This is not a drive-by shooting. <laughs> and it's not 4th of July. We are in Tombstone, and they do have gunfights. Is that what? Those are the gunfights. Those right are the gunfights on the street, oh, cool. yes. That's so for sure. We've got roses and pistols here. <laughs> so this being a house, let's talk about how the rose tree actually got here. Well, um, in 1885, a woman by the name of uh, Amelia Adamson owned the Cochise house. And one of her boarders was a lady named Mary G., who had uh, married the superintendent of the Old Guard Mine. He had been in London buying um, turbines for the mine, and they met, had a whirlwind romance, and he brought her here. And they were building a house, and while the house was being built, they lived here. And she and Amelia became good friends. And during this time, her family in Scotland sent her a trunk full of rose cuttings, um, other shrubberies, and so forth, and she gave this particular one to Amelia, and they planted it right here in this section of ground in 1885. And obviously, it found a good home. 
Now it also ended up on the world's Guinness, or the the world's list of largest trees on the Guinness Book of Records. Yes, it's in the Guinness Book of Records as the largest rose bush in the world. And the way we got the name, the reason we changed the name from Cochise House uh, to the Rose Tree, is that Robert Ripley stayed here in 1938. And he was just so impressed with this rose bush. And he uh, told my uh, husband's grandmother that he just thought it was the biggest he'd ever seen. And so he wrote in his Believe It or Not column about the rose tree. And, of course, the grandparents thought, gee, we got an unusual rose bush here. And they changed the name of the boarding house to the Rose Tree Inn. Wow. So we've got the Rose Tree Inn. Okay. And you've got the Ripley's Believe It or Not, the Guinness Book of Records. Now, I've got to ask, what about America's Rose Society? Have they recognized this rose? Yes, we're in there in one of their books. We have a copy of it at uh, in our little shop there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about the upkeep of this huge tree. Does it take a lot? It does now. Um, years ago, Tombstone what, did not have a sewer system. We all had septic tanks, and we had several septic systems here. And it's our belief that one of the reasons the tree did as well as it has done is that its roots were tapped in. In the 60s, everybody had to go on to the sewer system in town. But we still had two septic tanks in the far end of the yard. And the rose just kept going and going, and we never had to fertilize it. Never did anything to it except water it. All right, three years ago we had a horrible frost, which is unusual here. It went down to below zero. And it was very hard on the lady here. And uh, after that, we had to start feeding her because she had no no resource to go to. And so we fertilize now with uh, a compound that's made up by our nursery in Tucson. And we put it on every single month. What about watering? How often do you water? In the summer from, uh, from May through uh, September, we water twice a week. And we just flood it with the garden hoses, this whole area, whole under nine, you know, underneath here. And uh, we turn the hose on all night long, twice a, twice a week. Okay, and then what about, do you have to prune it? Oh, absolutely. We start pruning in February, and it usually takes about six weeks to cut out all the dead wood. And we do this every year, and uh, we get truckloads full. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just amazing. From standing here, you don't realize how thick it is and how far it goes out. And uh, so we do that every year. So you prune from the belly up? Yes, underneath. And, we, and, and my husband helps this. Uh, we have a, a helper. And the two of them get under here, and they, have, they wear safety glasses. And they usually end up with a stiff neck. <laughs> I, I can imagine. And can you give us a, uh, when it blooms, which you say is usually spring, April yes. for you, um, how many blossoms? I would say millions, Nancy. Wow. Uh, it, depending on the weather again, it can, uh, we'll see the first blossoms come in March. 
And if we have a, a warm March, uh, we'll have a lot of blossoms. But by mid-April, we have millions. When they start to fall, we use a snow shovel to shovel them up because you, you, it, it's just like walking in snow under here. Wow. Amazing. You also have a festival and a parade, don't you? Yes, we do. Every April, we have a rose festival. And uh, we have a parade, uh, which is a great parade. And we usually have about 40, 45 entries. And um, we also, uh, all, all the people in town use roses. And the one criteria of the uh, parade entries is that you have to have roses. And um, they, we have horses, we have children. One of my favorites is a little old man who's dressed as an undertaker. He's pushing a wheelbarrow filled with roses. And his sign says, pushing up roses in tombstone. <laughs> and that that's it, everybody. <laughs> that's the way to end an interview. <laughs> Thank you, Rose Chat Radio, for airing this special edition from our Big Blend Spirit of America tour. Um, we are here in Tombstone. We have visited Fort, Fort Bowie National Historic Site, the Chiricahua National Monument, and tomorrow we're going to Coronado National Memorial, which is, I believe, just an hour or so outside of Tombstone. So Tombstone has three national parks, and it has the world's largest rose tree and gunfights and saloons like Big Nose Kate's. So you got to come out and come and visit out here, everybody in Roseland. Thanks so much. And to keep up with the information on the parade, the Rose Festival Parade, you can go to the Tombstone Chamber of Commerce website. Sounds great. Cool. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.